What's happening, everybody? On today's show, we're going to recap a very busy NFL draft weekend as the SEC ties the conference's 2021 record with 65 overall selections in the NFL draft. We'll run through some of the picks that I liked. Also, we'll run through some of the big names from the SEC who went undrafted, let you know where they signed undrafted free agent deals with. And we'll go around the conference as we have some transfer portal news, including some movement in SEC basketball. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. Great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. A reminder, Locked on SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. What a catch. Around the conference. And the 2022 NFL Draft comes to an end. The SEC remained the king as they tied last year's record with 65 picks during the 2022 NFL Draft for the 16th straight year. The SEC had the most players drafted from any conference out there. No surprise there. The uh, national champion Georgia Bulldogs, they etched their name to the record books a multitude of ways. They had 15 players selected over the course of three days. That broke uh, 2020 LSU and 2003 Ohio State's uh, record of 14 picks to set a new high for the most picks by a single school in the modern draft era. So 15 Georgia Bulldogs heard their names called quite impressive. Of course, a a few other things Georgia did. They had the most players drafted uh, ever in a single draft. They had the most defenders in the first three rounds ever with seven. Of course, uh, we told you on Friday that the most defenders drafted in the first round alone with five, and they tied for the most number one overall picks ever. So the Georgia Bulldogs are absolutely doing work, killing the recruiting trail and getting guys to the next level. But not to be outdone, Alabama, through the first five rounds of this year's draft, Alabama saw seven players drafted from their 2021 team, Evan Neal, Of course, went 7th overall. Jamison Williams went 12th. Fidarian Mathis, he broke the, uh, had the record-breaking pick in the second round. This from the Tuscaloosa News. Following Fidarian Mathis' pick, the 2017 Alabama football team broke the record for the most draft picks off of one team. Mathis, he became the 39th player from that roster to get drafted. That officially beats the 2001 Miami roster for the record. So congrats to Alabama uh, players who also drafted from the 2017. You know the names: Jalen Hurts, Calvin Ridley, Jerry Judy, Quinnen Williams, Mac Jones, Najee Harris, Devontae Smith, Tua. The list goes on and on and on. Alabama uh, later pushed the record to 40 players after Brian Robinson Jr. went. I mean, they are just adding on, adding on, adding on. Of course, we talked about with Georgia, Alabama. If you're going to go to Alabama, you're probably going to get end up getting drafted into the pros, although a handful of guys did not. We'll get to that a little bit later in the show. Uh, in addition, LSU, they had 10 players drafted, which is pretty good considering the two seasons LSU had the last two years. Alabama, they had seven. Ole Miss had six. Tennessee had five. 
Kentucky had four, as did A&M. Florida, Arkansas, and South Carolina all had three guys drafted. Mississippi State had two, as well as Missouri. And Auburn had just the one. Vanderbilt did not produce a draft pick this year. was a little bit of uh, concerning news over the weekend. We heard over in Alabama as Nick Saban was involved in a car accident near the Birmingham area on Friday afternoon. An Alabama spokesperson told AL.com there were no injuries. It was described as minor Uh, Saban's son was getting married this past weekend, so I'm sure he was running around trying to get things done for that. Uh, But the accident happened prior to the start of the second round of the NFL draft. But uh, again, not much news there. Just wanted to pass that along. Uh, Anytime Nick Saban is involved in anything, it grabs headlines. A little buzz over at Missouri, as we know, uh, Eli Drinkwitz still trying to figure out his quarterback spot there. Brady Cook and Tyler Macon battling for the starting job throughout the spring. One other name could be thrown into the mix. Former Baylor quarterback Jerry Bohannon, who was a breakout player at Baylor, won the Big 12 title last season. On Sunday, it was reported by the St. Louis Dispatch that Bohannon was visiting Missouri this weekend, talking with Eli Drinkwitz at the Baylor softball game. Bohannon appeared in 12 games for Baylor this past year, threw for over 2,200 yards, 18 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Also uh, added 300 rushing yards, or 300 yards and 9 touchdowns as a rusher. So, uh, interesting wrinkle there. I know they were kind of sniffing around on JT Daniels a little bit, Mizzou was, so Jerry Bohannon might be a uh, player they can get from Baylor to come into Mizzou and compete with Brady Cook and Tyler Macon for that starting quarterback job. Uh, Meanwhile, Arkansas, they uh, continue to look to the transfer portal to add some pieces to their team heading into next season. On Sunday, Sam Pittman, the Razorbacks, announced uh, defensive tackle uh, Terry Hampton from Arkansas State. He announced on social media he is heading to Fayetteville. He appeared in 27 games for the Red Wolves over four seasons, recorded 61 tackles, two and a half sacks, and a pass breakup. Meanwhile, over at Georgia, their offensive line going through a little bit of offseason change with Matt Luke out, Stacey Searles back in to replace him. We had Armarius Mims, the uh, offensive lineman who went into the portal and then came back from the portal. Uh, Dogs 24-7 reporting that sophomore Cameron Kinney has entered the transfer portal. Six-foot-three, 300-pounder. Did play in Georgia's D-Day spring game just two weeks ago. But uh, he is reportedly in the portal. And some SEC basketball news. Efton Reed, who was a former top 30 recruit, ended up going to play for Will Wade at LSU. Of course, he was part of that whole group that threw their names into the portal after Will Wade was fired. Uh, He has announced his destination. He is going to Gonzaga. So Efton Reed was the number three center, number 27 overall prospect nationally in 2021. He was the uh, only LSU player to start in all 34 games last season. Averaged six points and four rebounds in 19 minutes. Shot over 51% from the field. He will be heading to Gonzaga. Big-time talent to head out there to help them out. Meanwhile, over at Florida, Keontae Johnson, who's recovered uh, from that collapse or collapsing on the court just more than a year ago, he has entered the transfer portal. At coming from On3 Sports, he was expected to graduate from Florida this spring, was the 2020 preseason SEC player of the year uh, has gone through a little bit, bit of turmoil recently he was accused of a sexual assault in reports that came out about a month ago but uh, Keontae Johnson entering the portal will not play for Florida or coach 
uh, for Florida anymore. Uh, meanwhile, over to Auburn, Johnny Broom. He is heading to the Plains from Moorhead State. He's a six foot ten power forward, averaged almost 17 points and 10 rebounds per game. Was uh, the Ohio Valley Conference leader in rebounds and block shots. Won Defensive Player of the Year there as well. So that's a good pickup there for Auburn. You know, Kentucky basketball forward Keon Brooks, he has officially entered the transfer portal. He had announced on April 4th he was entering his name into the NBA draft, but added he would maintain his college eligibility and not hire an agent. So a lot of Kentucky fans were like, oh, if he doesn't go to the draft, he'll be coming back here. Well, now, not so fast. He's entered his name into the portal, so even if he doesn't go pro, he'll have the option to enter the portal and end up transferring somewhere else. And lastly, over at Georgia on Saturday, Kyron Lindsey announced on Twitter he is headed to play for Mike White and the Georgia Bulldogs. He's a four-star power forward, heading to Athens, six foot eight, two hundred and five pounds. He's a top one hundred recruit nationally. And in a little baseball news: Ben Joyce, the fastest fastball in college football for the Tennessee Volunteers, who continue on their magical season on Sunday against Auburn. He threw a pitch that will go down in baseball history. One of his fastballs was recorded at 105.5 miles per hour. That makes it the second fastest pitch that's ever been recorded in the long history of baseball. The fastest pitch uh, that, that holds the record came from Aroldis Chapman back in 2010. He was clocked at 105.8 miles per hour. But uh, congrats to Ben Joyce. Pretty uh, cool stuff there. And lastly, congrats to Arkansas. They are your 2022 SEC champions in softball. So we'll be getting started on the SEC uh, tournament very soon here for softball. Of course, baseball season winding down as well. And we'll head into the postseason for both both SEC softball and baseball. Uh, thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we'll recap some of the names of note that went from rounds two through seven in the NFL draft over the weekend. That is coming your way next. I want to remind you about our friends at Built Bar. Of course, uh, summer is coming, and with the summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. You can throw them in your bags, in your kids' backpacks. Make sure everyone has a bar so you're refueled for a summer adventure. The best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. Uh, no more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. You can see all the different flavors they have for you, and they'll show you all the metrics and health stuff they got there for you. Most of the Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carbs, 17 grams of protein packed in there. You compare that to a candy bar, which usually has double the calories, you know, 30 grams of sugar, all that other stuff. Just go to Built.com, get all your favorites, banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, Tons of different flavors. Go check them out, Built.com. Make sure you use our promo code LOCKED15. That's going to get you 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off over at Built.com. Roll along here, Locked On SEC. Again, thank you guys for making it your first listen every day. I do want to jump into recapping a little bit on the NFL draft rounds. Two through seven. Friday show, we recapped the first round and all the uh, SEC guys who went in the first round. But uh, some other notes coming out from over the weekend in rounds two through seven. 
on three sports, they put out a couple of good notes. They said uh, six SEC players ended up getting selected by the Houston Texans. Lovey Smith and his group. Uh, Nick Casario, their new GM, he must have been looking at a lot of SEC network film throughout the uh, offseason because uh, they went very heavy on in the SEC uh, for their draft picks. Meanwhile, 34 SEC players went off the boards, board in rounds one through three. That is the second most all-time, uh, but significantly less than that 2020 draft where the SEC set a record with 40 picks in the first three rounds. Uh, a few other notes. The SEC's average number of picks per NFL draft since 2006 it has been 50. Crazy how many players have been coming out of this conference since 06. And, again, just showing you where the best talent in the country lies. There was a run on SEC running backs toward the end of the second round and throughout the third day. You had Georgia's James Cook, uh, the first of nine to come off the board. You had LSU's Ty Davis-Price go 93rd overall to the Niners. Alabama's Brian Robinson Jr., he went to Washington. Uh, and then you had Damian Pierce from Florida. He went to the Houston Texans early in the fourth round. So uh, it was good to see a lot of those big names that we've come to know from the years in the SEC get their opportunity. Uh, we did mention Alabama players drafted in the first two rounds since 2016, 40 of them with four tied players coming off the board in the top 50 picks this year. Unbelievable what Nick Saban has uh, created there. Let me jump into a few picks that I did like in this draft, just in terms of landing spots for some of the SEC guys. In the second round, Auburn corner Roger McCreary went to the Tennessee Titans. You know, there was some thought he could sneak into the back end of the first round. And, uh, you know, some of the early mocks that came out back in December and January had McCreary locked in to the first round. Of course, at the Senior Bowl, some people said, oh, we're concerned about his size. He's a little undersized. Yeah, can he play football? Can he cover guys? So uh, Roger McCurry, I think, is going to be really good with the Titans. Wandale Robinson, Kentucky wide receiver, goes to the New York Giants. He'll have an opportunity there, as it sounds like. Kadarius Toney, they may be trying to move on from him. Uh, Alabama wide receiver John Mechie goes to the Texans. He's a guy that a couple years ago you thought could be a potential first-round pick, but uh, ends up in a good spot where they're trying to develop a quarterback in Davis Mills. So going to try to get him the ball a lot. Uh, Kentucky defensive end Josh Paschal goes to the Lions. I'm uh, interested to see what he can do. Uh, George Pickens goes to the Steelers. Georgia wide receiver getting an opportunity there to pair with uh, their new quarterback and Kenny Pickett that they drafted. Friend of the show, Sam Williams, the edge rusher out of Ole Miss we had on the show just a couple of weeks ago. He goes to the Dallas Cowboys in the second round, pick number 56. So congrats to Sam. Looking forward to see what he can do. James Cook running back out of Georgia. He went to Buffalo in the second round. Uh, a lot of people believe he could have a similar type career to a Dalvin Cook. Uh, starting in the third round and on, some other picks I like. I like Valus Jones going to the Bears, a guy who can kind of do it all as a slot receiver, but also can be that return man on special teams. Uh, I liked Brian Robinson Jr., as I mentioned, going to the Commanders. I liked uh, uh, Isaiah Spiller. I-, I thought Isaiah Spiller was a guy who could go in the second or third round. He ended up falling uh, way down there to day three, but he ends up with the Chargers. The biggest surprise to me, what happened with the quarterbacks. All the quarterbacks falling in this draft, of course, the former Auburn quarterback Malik Willis ends up falling and going to the Titans in the third round. Matt Corral from Auburn, from Ole Miss, he falls all the way to the third round. Um, so going to be interesting to see what Matt Corral can do in his uh, uh, career where you, know, you had a lot of these quarterbacks fall who some people had first-round grades on. A few other guys. 
Uh, Christian Harris, Alabama linebacker, goes to Houston. Uh, fully healthy. I think he can be a really big stud for the Texans. Uh, Kentucky offensive lineman Darian Kennard went to the Kansas City Chiefs in the fifth round. And another guy we got to interview at the Senior Bowl, Tyler Beatty, the Missouri running back. He went to Baltimore in the sixth round. Uh, I know I'm throwing out a, guy, a lot of guys we've had on the show, but one guy we just had on last week, if you missed the interview, you can catch it on YouTube. Really, really good dude in Kobe Dean. Man, he was a projected first-round pick out of Georgia. He was invited to Las Vegas for the round one festivities, and a lot of people considered him, okay, maybe if he doesn't go in the first round, he'll, he'll go early second. That's what I thought as well. And a lot of people were stunned. He fell all the way down to the third round where he was finally picked by the Philadelphia Eagles with the 83rd overall pick. Now, there was a report that came out that Dean was dealing with a severe pec strain, and his decision to not have surgery was an issue for some NFL teams. Dean said none of the doctors he saw told him he needed surgery. He told Pro Football Talk, things that were not true cost me a lot of money. That was the thing that was so surprising and mind-boggling. It was never... I went to doctors, got second opinions and everything, and nobody, nobody said I should have had surgery. Dean said he's ready for rookie camp with the Eagles, said, quote, I'm healthy and I'm ready to go. So it could be a steal of the draft there with the Eagles grabbing Nicobe Dean in the third round, a guy that a lot of people had first-round grades on. And lastly, some other notes, again, coming from On3 Sports. Uh, they pointed out Florida continued their streak of having at least one player picked in every NFL draft since 1967. That's 55 consecutive years. Only Michigan and USC uh, have, have had picks that many consecutive years. LSU kicker Cade York, he became the highest-drafted kicker since 2016, going 124th overall in the fourth round to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he's, by the way, the first LSU kicker to ever be drafted, and a lot of people were questioning the pick, but, man, go back and look at what, you know, Cincinnati did last year, taking Evan McPherson out of Florida, what he was able to do for them all season long and into the playoffs, kicking big field goal after big field goal all the way to making the Super Bowl. It looks like a stupid pick until it's not, right? If Cade York's making a bunch of game winners for the Cleveland uh, Browns next year, then you won't look at it and say it's a silly pick. You'll say it was smart. You invested in a position that you needed. Uh, by the way, Georgia's tight end room loaded for this upcoming season, but the Bulldogs still produced a tight end draft pick for the fourth straight year. John Fitzpatrick, drafted by the Falcons in the sixth round. Tennessee, uh, they had some secondary issues they were trying to sort out this past year, but Willie Martinez's group, multiple defensive back draft picks. And Alante Taylor going in the second round to the New Orleans Saints. And then a guy we had on the show back last summer, Theo Jackson, he went in the sixth round. Um, so congrats to both the uh, Tennessee vol Volunteers finding their way into the NFL uh, into the NFL draft. And been a little bit of a, a position of concern there, but uh, best of luck to both of those guys. A couple other notes. Uh, Falcons ended a drought in not taking a Georgia player. They took Justin Schaefer from the Bulldogs in the sixth round. The last pick from Georgia in the draft was linebacker Akeem Dent in the third round of the 2011 draft. So, you know, this is kind of one of those things we hear all the time. The Jaguars interested in Florida Gators players. Will the Saints take LSU players? Will the Falcons draft Georgia players? Finally, the, uh, the drought ends and Georgia players heading to compete for a position with the Atlanta Falcons. We'll see... Uh, 
if Justin Schaefer or John Fitzpatrick are able to make the roster. Thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we're going to touch on some of the SEC guys to sign undrafted free agent contracts. That's coming your way in just a second. Always good to remind you guys about our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including the NBA playoffs, which are continuing along the MLB season, which just, which just got started a couple weeks ago. And BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering needs. They got live betting playoff news, eSports, much, much more. Head on over to their website today. You can do so on your mobile device, learn about all the trends in action. I told you they already have some future uh, conversation on Heisman odds, uh, odds to make the college football playoff for next season, tons of different stuff. And as we get closer to college football season, they'll have way more college football content on there as well. Bookmark it in your phone. Go to it, betonline.net, betonline.net. They are your number one source for all your betting stats and information. And BetOnline, it is where the game starts. Pull along here, locked on SEC and... There were a handful of surprise names this past weekend. SEC guys who did not hear their names called. They went undrafted. And you got to you know, kind of question some of the guys who left early. Seniors can't do anything about it. But some of the guys who decided to leave early and then go undrafted, you start to question, was this the right move? And so let me just run through some of the names of guys who went undrafted and, um, you know, where they ended up signing. We'll start with a guy we on the show on a few days ago, Jalen Watermeyer. Uh, from Texas A&M. There's a lot of draft buzz around him heading into this past season, but uh, Watermeyer did not hear his name called at all during the seven-round draft. After the draft was over, he uh, quickly tweeted that he signed an undrafted free agent deal with the Buffalo Bills. So best of luck to Jalen Watermeyer. He was a really good interview. If you missed that on the show last week, you can catch it on YouTube. Uh, Josh Job, a key member of Alabama's secondary the last couple of seasons, he... Uh, went undrafted, according to his agent. He signed with the Philadelphia Eagles. In four years with the Tide, he appeared in 39 games, had two sacks, three interceptions, 19 pass breakups. So best of luck to Josh Job. Another fellow Alabama player, Christopher Allen, became a big piece of that Alabama defense in 2020, leading him to the national championship. Last season suffered an injury that kept him sidelined for Entire season, he declared for the draft, but he did not hear his name called. He is signing with the Denver Broncos. So Christopher Allen heading there. Uh, his deal does have a $30,000 signing bonus. and has about 180000 in total guarantees, so good for him. He'll get paid a little something. If he uh, proves himself on the field, he'll get a bigger contract on top of that. Another guy from Alabama who went undrafted, Slade Bolden, uh, the wide receiver, Took to Twitter and announced he's signing with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, he appeared in 30 games in his Alabama career, 68 catches for over 700 yards and four touchdowns. Of course, became a bigger piece of the Alabama offense this past season. But Slade Bolden goes undrafted. Some other notable names from the SEC who went undrafted. Auburn safety Smoke Monday. He went undrafted. I was a little surprised by that. He got scooped up by the New Orleans Saints, which I think is a great spot for him because – 
Saints have some needs at safety with Malcolm Jenkins retiring. So Smoke Monday going to get an opportunity with the New Orleans Saints. One of the guys we interviewed at the Senior Bowl, Texas A&M safety Leon O'Neal, was surprised he won undrafted. A really fun guy. Great character. If you watch film on him, was always a tackling machine at Texas A&M. He signed with the San Francisco 49ers. Two other A&M guys who went undrafted, defensive tackle Jaden Peavy. He signed with the Titans. And then linebacker Aaron Hansford, there was multiple reports. There were two reports out there saying he signed with the Cowboys, and then there was another one saying he was signing with the Commanders. So we'll wait to see which one is actually official. I, if, I think he's with the Cowboys, but again, uh, multiple reports out there saying different things. Uh, talked about the Ravens picking up. Slay Bolden. They're also uh, picking up a Florida outside linebacker in Jeremiah Moon, guy who made a lot of tackles throughout his career in Florida. He went undrafted. He's heading to Baltimore over at Kentucky. They had three pieces of their team go undrafted, and they have all signed on with teams. Defensive tackle Marquan McCall. Well, surprise, he didn't he didn't get drafted. He signed with the Carolina Panthers. Safety Yusuf Corker, who we had on the show last summer. He signed with the New York Giants. I was a little surprised that he did not get drafted. And then the former LSU offensive tackle who finished his career at Kentucky, Dare Rosenthal, he signed with the Atlanta Falcons. Very productive wide receiver at Mississippi State, Makai Polk. He went pro and went undrafted. He signed an undrafted deal with the Ravens, so he'll join Jeremiah Moon and Slate Bolden. Arkansas defensive end Trey Williams. As of this recording, I saw he is still available. Now, there were some red flags that kind of popped up on him, some concerns from some teams, but uh, as of this recording, hasn't signed with a team yet, so we'll keep a track on that. Uh, Arkansas guard Myron, Myron Cunningham, he signed with the Texans. And linebacker Grant Morgan, who we had on the SEC Media Days, really fun guy to talk to. He signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Really stud offensive, offensive lineman and center at Ole Miss, Ben Brown. He is signing with the Bengals, so he'll compete for a spot to help protect Joe Burrow and company. Uh, South Carolina running back Zaquandre White. He signed on with the Miami Dolphins. Alabama defensive tackle LeBron Ray went to the Patriots, as did LSU center Liam Shanahan. And Missouri center Michael Maietti signed on with the Steelers. So there you have it. Those are... All uh, or the majority of the SEC players who went undrafted, and those are the teams they'll sign on with. Now, look, those aren't really guarantees. A lot of those are just rookie camp invites, and if a guy impresses, he'll get an invite to uh, stick around for OTAs and training camp and all that kind of stuff. So we'll see what happens. But some really, really good talent from the SEC and some guys who went undrafted. It was a little bit shocking. Uh, to say the least. But uh, there you have it. That is the latest going on around the conference. And great weekend watching a lot of guys heading to the next level for the NFL draft. Over these next couple weeks, we'll start to uh, get you guys caught up with some of the other big storylines that came out of spring football. Start to look ahead at next uh, college football season. And also start to get a little bit more into SEC baseball conversation as they head towards their postseason. We'll keep you up to date on softball as well and much, much more. Thank you guys so much for listening to Locked On SEC and making us your first listen every day. Now you can go make your second listen. Check out some of our other great podcasts along the Locked On podcast network like Locked On Razorbacks, Locked On Ole Miss, some great shows all around uh, wherever you find your podcast. I'm Chris Gordy. Thank you guys again for making us your first listen. This is Locked On SEC. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.